When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to Star Wars and Scotch episode 122. I'm your host, Tim, a.k.a. Darkness429 on the gaming world. Uh, joined alongside me over here, Kevin, a.k.a. Kevin X Vision, a.k.a. KMagic101, a.k.a. Rare Drop CEO, DCX producer. Am I forgetting anything? Uh, Jedi Knight. I don't know. Jedi Knight. Awesome dad. All right. Fucking nay, dude. You have so many titles. It's so ridiculous. Actually, this morning, because uh, Hunter's off from school, so he wants me to wake him up to watch Mando now. Yeah. So I woke him up at like the end of Bad Batch to give him some time to get out of bed, but he like hopped out of bed, hops on the couch, and then Julesy gets up and they both like were snuggled on me. I was on my couch under the blanket with me watching it. Yeah, Josie kept going. Oh my gosh, it's baby yoga! It's baby yoga. Man. <laughs> okay, so I I also was joined by my child for Mando. I told him last night. I was like, well, "Do you want to watch Mando with me?" He's like, "Yes," because he watched last week's episode and he really yep. liked it. And so I was like, "Do you want to watch Mando with me?" He's like, "Yes." So he sat down and watched Mando the entire time. Why is he going down the stairs? Where is Where is Padme Amidala? Where is because they were on Coruscant for this episode. We'll talk about it later. But at one, he's like, is like <laughs> Doctor Pershing's walking around. He's like, is he gonna go see Padme Amidala? And I just like, like, so he's asking all these questions. I'm like, I'm like, Kyler, Kyler, I don't know. I'm not sure. Shh, Kyler, I don't know. <laughs> just it was so cute. And like I was trying to talk to him, talk him through it. But man, it is it is so cool. It was so neat to like watch Mando with him. So it was it was good. Good yeah, time. we but. we were snuggling, and then uh, I didn't want to get up because they are never just lay with me like that. So we were watching Little Mermaid after that, and it took me a little while to get off the couch. But I fantastic. Well, hopefully you started your morning with some Kings Coast. I did, I did right here. We also, while I was drinking the Kings Coast in the car, I was listening to the end of A Queen's Hope, and they say shit at the end, and Hunter goes, "That's a bad word. That's a bad word. Why are they saying that in Star Wars? That's a bad word." And I'm like, "Calm down. <laughs> if you're mature enough to realize it's a bad word, then you're you're fine." And he's like, "I I don't know why they're doing that in Star Wars." I'm like, I, "It's it's not. Good. <laughs> don't worry about not it. Not my Christian Minecraft server. You won't. Seriously, that's how it felt. <laughs> Holy crap, that's so good." anyway but yeah oh. that's uh this delicious king's coast coffee here in this delicious king's coast coffee mug i had Please someone eating the mug i told you to stop eating the mugs oh i was i was on with our fine friends at digital extremes on a call yesterday oh, and i was okay. talking to megan and megan was saying the Meg. day she got home from her jamaican vacation is the day we released jamaica blue mountain <laughs> 
So she's like, oh, how did you know? Damn it, now I have to pay the shipping to Canada. Oh, God, I need it. It's like, we, we planned Meg. it specifically around your vacation, Meg. So, but oh, yeah, if you're Kings looking Coast for Jamaican Coffee. Blue, you're not going to find it, but you will find Good a coffee. bunch of other awesome roasts over at kingscoastcoffee.com. We've got amazing single origin blends, we've got roasters, uh, roasters choice. We've got uh, some famous people with their own coffees over there, like Dr. Lupo, Coconage, and even that Dr. 429 guy. So, you know, you, we're probably, probably serving coffee over on Long Island. We're not in Long Island. We're on Long Island. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com, and you can get some fresh coffee delivered to your doorstep. Was that a good, like, Long Island accent? Like, I was trying you to, had, like, I was trying to, like, har- I was, like, harnessing my inner Abby. Did I nail it? There was some points where you dropped off a little bit. For, for I would give you like an 85% on that. Yes, one. I'll take it, Kevin. Be like, yeah. oh, I've only been living on the island for a couple of years. I'm sorry. You got a little Boston in there. You got yeah, it's a little bit. Ah, you, know, ah, you can't okay. drag your bowels. That's, that's when you hit Boston. No. Oh, I'm so uh, sorry. But yeah, it was it was about it. It was it was pretty good. Right? It was pretty good. I was gonna ask, are you and Lupo still uh, fighting? Yeah, we're gonna actually have a duel at GCX. So head on over to GCXevent.com and you can get your tickets today. We've got our uh, hotel blocks available. Uh, we've got our premier pass. Um, we are currently at like 80, 80 plus percent full on the show floor, Kevin. More than that now. Holy crap. Kevin just tweeted out two days ago that we're 80% full on the show floor. And now he's saying here live on Star Wars and Scotch that we're more than that. I had to tell someone no yesterday. Holy shit, Kevin. Pardon my French, but wow, you you yeah. know someone. This is the this is the including COVID years. This will be the um, eighth year of the event, and I would say two of them there was no booths or anything, meaning twenty 2020 twenty and twenty fifteen, and um, we have never ever ever had the floor this full in March. Um. To the point where I'm holding space for some of the bigger folks that just need to sign some contracts and stuff. Um, and then a vendor yesterday came to me and said, like, hey, can we pay in, in June? I said, you could try, but your spot probably be gone by then. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Wow. Uh, so, um, yeah. And then another person was like, I love to do this. And I was like, I don't have space for you. I'm sorry. That's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Sorry. So we're full and uh yeah, it's going to be great. We're um uh, arcade is is back in full force. Um I I'll say this. We are doing everything we can to make sure the arcade and the tabletop room and D&D is open overnight, meaning you know, you can leave after dark, mosey on over to the arcade, get some drinks with your friends, go play some D&D, play some magic. I know our friends at Nerd Brew are are again going to be bringing so if you're into magic i will say this our friends at nerd brew are bringing some i don't know magic i know there's a new lord of the rings set but they're bringing some commander something i don't know they were like it's really special and i was like okay sounds like they're bringing a robot i told mike and rob and they freaked out so okay i don't know so uh, if you're into magic pay attention because they're gonna do something also did you see on the magic the gathering cards yeah paul i'll, I'll send you the email the magic the gathering cards they did the lord of the rings set that's coming no, out. I think I this didn't week. know that. That's cool. There is one. So there is a one ring card, oh. but there is a one one ring card. There is a separate one, a limited edition, and there's only one of them that they're printing oh. in this crazy foil and stuff. What and the Willy it, Wonka shit is this? I sent it to Rob and Mike last night, and Rob goes, "That thing's going to be worth more than my house." <laughs> oh my god! You want to oh. get a set? You want to play Magic Lord of the Rings? 
So they're trying to use this to get me into TCG. That's their goal is they think that Lord of the Rings will be my my gateway. And I honestly I'm looking at the cards and I'm like, I don't know about this. I might uh, I can't I just can't afford another like hobby game thing. We could play, it could be fun. Tim. We could have magic nights. Is there a Star Wars trading card game? I don't know, but we could have magic nights. We're so nerdy. We could have drinks and magic night. That would be sick. Or, you know, we could just go to, we could play magic with people at GCX. Kevin, we could go kick attendees' ass. So listen here, why don't, if you're coming to GCX and you're into that, why don't you teach Tim and I how to play magic at GCX? Yeah. Or you could come duel us. You have a lot of duels coming up at GCX. Really, yeah, that's going to be my bit the whole time, just dueling people. Secretly, Tim has a deal with Disney where he got the new lightsaber that they showed off. At, oh my uh, at God! Southwest. That was I thought that was fake. It's the same. It's the same lightsaber they use on the on the the cruise ship. No, it's it's an improved version of. That. Well, it's better now. The one it's not flaccid like hers. Um, <laughs> this one actually works. Yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's pretty wild. And they won't tell anyone how it works because they don't want anyone stealing their technology. Well, someone's going to reverse engineer that bitch if they're going to be selling it. Yep. So. If they're going to sell gonna be, it, uh, someone's going to figure it out. Did you what see I also- heard, it's like a tape measure. They say it's, it's a very thin strip that That's goes up and down. The problem is, is that just like a tape measure, when it gets too long, it falls over. So they must have worked on the, just the tensile strength of that material. And it probably just carries light through it like, like, a, um, like fiber optics, I would yep. assume. And it has a cap at the end to stop the light from continuing on. Oh, my God. Uh, that's so smart. Did you see the horrifying um, <clears throat> Judy Hops from Zootopia animatronic they showed off to? No, I didn't watch all of South by Southwest. <laughs> Google that one. It's like the next phase of Disney animatronics. It's it like gets up by itself with no help after it falls. Like the, bo- like the Boston up. Dynamic Dog. Yes, but way more realistic and graceful. <clears throat> like it, it's Judy Hops. It's not painted or anything like that. It's just a framework, but you can tell it's Judy, and it's just crazy. So I mean, like, so wild. you've been on you've been on, you've been on the um, the Avatar ride, the the boat one, right? I've only been on the boat. I haven't been on the flight. So one. The, so the, the at the end, the shaman. Yeah, that things wild. That was so. That was like the like the top end of animatronics. Like no one could beat that. Like that and was. It- and it that breaks was all the, the time. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and it's really creepy when it's like its skin is like partially removed and you're seeing it move and stuff. It just, it looks really Oh, in the really documentary, creepy. yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's really <laughs> creepy. Um, but yeah, like that's like the top end of animatronics. So to think that they've gone even further than that, where it's like, it's it's moving on its own without like, you know, battery packs and shit. Like that's, that's it's not tethered to anything. It's like in this space. Now, again, it could be some sort of wireless charging pad that it's operating on that is on the table i'm not sure but it oh, moves around the think space about that i guess it could just be wirelessly charging through its feet but it falls off of its feet at one point too so keep that in mind it's well, not it doesn't like always i mean like it floor. might have like internal batteries and stuff that it's constantly right. charging oh that's so, so cool yeah oh, no, it's, it's the future's terrifying and amazing all at the same time smile um uh, well let's jump into it here tim bad batch did you oh, enjoy jump right into it? Yeah, I really Star Wars loved Mykonos. Man, I really love the Bad Batch takes a vacation. <laughs> it was and okay. of course, 
trouble looms in the oh on my the god i love how they were like well we need to give them a little break but how do we fuck it up oh a, an earthquake like so here's my two cents there's not much to talk about this episode it was it was great to see for well the one thing that's interesting is sid is pissed at them and i think that's going to play into the end of the show also i love the relationship between wanda sykes and tech i think that's really cute yes yeah it's very much uh, she's very Mas motherly for Om yeah she's very like motherly with omega and i could see like the three of them like happily living off in a planet somewhere it totally reminded me of maz and chewy when Maz yeah. is like, did you bring my boyfriend? Which is one of my favorite lines in the sequel. Where's my boyfriend? Um, so, uh, um, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, this could have been the last episode of the Bad Batch series altogether. Right, that's what I thought it was. When, oh, when Hunter's like, maybe we could stay here and help you. Like, I was like, okay, the gang lives happily ever after. But they're not no, going to, they're not, not going to. Someone's so. going to die. Crosshair's going to kill one of them. Oh, something bad's going to happen to Omega. Yeah, no, they could have just left it here and I would have been fine with it. No, I think I think we got two more seasons of Bad Batch at least. So but they could come oh. back. We know this place exists now, so they could come back. So that's on the table. Um, but yeah, it was, it was I mean, the episode was fine. It was fun to watch, but I that, skipped there's, through not, most there's nothing it. to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Really. I like I was like because Kyler sat next to me and I'm like skipping through it. And he's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I'm just seeing if anything good happens. And he goes, oh, Ed <laughs> Batch meets new people. Yeah. I mean, like the cool. whole thing was cute. I mean, Saves like it was them. just it was just really just it was just a chill episode. It was filler. It was just the, like which pisses me off because we only have one more episode, right? No, Two more episodes. Three. Three. Okay, we have three more episodes. So is this literally the last filler episode before we just hit the like we just full balls to the wall? It might be only two uh, episodes at the end that kind of go balls to the wall. I'm making oh. sure though. Let's see. We have three more episodes. Fourteen. 15, so then, so 16. then, yes. If we're doing we the, the cadence, names. Okay, go for the names. Tipping point is the next episode. The okay. summit. Is episode 15 and the final episode is what we've already heard plan 99 which i think is the death trooper program oh shit i think something i think it has to do with the the final removal of the clones and something to do with the death troopers that's what i'm gathering let me see if before we plan 99 star wars if there's actual execute plan 99 um reddit feels the same way we do oof i just read a reddit comment on bad batch let me guess say Final it, say, episode. It, say it hold on i have to find the exact comment how now. much do you have to censor let me guess it's going to be a plan for a fetch mission where omega puts everything at risk by doing something stupid and it all works out in the end dot 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Yikes! Anyway, dude. so there is nothing official from Star Wars about what Plan Ninety Nine is. So I think it is the removal of the clones and has something to do with Death Troopers. So we'll see. I really hope the Death Trooper thing works out because we've been really leaning into that for a while. Uh, so it's hopefully coming. we get it. I mean, like we've been saying it for two seasons now. It's coming. I mean, what everything happened with with Crosshair is pretty uh, pretty much leading up to that. Yeah, now, we left Crosshair on the table, right? That's where he was at the end of last week. Yeah, right Damn. where we left Dr. Pershing. Um, so 
I love the city. The city was gorgeous, reminding me of like European, Mediterranean, Greek. Um, and the way it was built up was amazing. And the community was cool. But that's it. Like, that was the end of the episode. Cool. It was fun to visit a new place, but it was the Bad Batch formula of like, go to a new place, help people, you know. I just love how like they them. had Move to on. have something bad happen. They're like, oh, tremors happen all the time. And then it's just like, it's not a tremor. <laughs> it's a tsunami. It's a fucking tsunami. And it's just so. like, I, I don't know. It just, it felt really forced. It, I, honestly, I thought the, I thought the mountain was going to explode. I thought lava was going to come out. Too. I thought it was going to be a volcano. Like that would have been more interesting to me. It's just like, I don't know, dude. Even if it was I a felt, volcano, you still would have came here and been like, that was a pointless episode. I was said that was ass. Um, I mean, like, I, okay, the other, the other part of the, the other, other point is episode two was to make a point that, like, Omega needs, like, a normal life. But I feel like we all knew that already. Um, they, I don't, like, I don't know if we have to really push that home. That's been happening a lot. That's yeah. not news to us. It's like, we know that she's messed up. She's got a lot of trauma. She's going to need therapy. We know. She's been stuck in a ship with, all, with her brothers. Like, could you imagine what that would be like? I would, I would kill them all. I love my yeah. brothers, and I would I was kill say, them you have three all. brothers. No, no, I couldn't. I lived mm-hmm. with my siblings for long enough. I'm cool. Stuck in a no tin offense can. to my brother who's coming to visit on Saturday, Justin. It'd be great to see you. <laughs> uh, well, that's Bad Batch. So, uh, moving along in the Star Wars universe, um, Acolyte is planned to run for multiple seasons. Tim, hey, think of all the sense my and edge darkness. Lordy goodness. Woo! The hot topic kid and Tim is so happy. Yes. Uh, so yeah, multiple seasons. Want to wear great. the baggy black pants, Mom? I really. That's I always something that I wanted to. That took to me. Work. That took me a second. <laughs> you can. You're an adult, Tim. You can go buy them now if you really want to. I always thought they were cool. I never got to wear them. Go get yourself. You want me? I'm gonna get you. I'm, I'm a closet person. goth. I think. I think that's what I've just been waiting for to just come out and just. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> You're just full goth. Just full goth. It was. Okay. A, I think it was the chains. I think that was always like. It was like, man, they got all these chains and shit. It looks cool. I had a I chain wallet. Does that count? I had one too. That was as close as I got to having chains on my clothes. And my mom let me have it. Then, like, oddly enough, it was weird. I, you should, if your Mando costume doesn't come, you should be a goth kid for Halloween. It's coming, just Kevin. It, just to see how it feels. <laughs> just try it. Just, just to try it out. <laughs> just to see how it feels. Just see how it feels. <laughs> well, that's exciting for Acolyte. I mean, I assume that would be the case with Acolyte, but we also have like Obi-Wan and Book of Boba Fett, so it's fair to put it out there. Although both of those seasons have nothing but rumors about future iterations of it, so we'll see what happens. Um, the biggest piece of news aside from Mando, which we'll get to in just a minute, uh, Bob Iger says the next Star Wars movie must be the right one. So Bobby came in and canceled a bunch of the Star Wars movies. Um, that kind of sucks, though. Yeah, but I think he wants to do it right. And I think he's watching Marvel. And I think Marvel under JPEG's watch also deteriorated. Um, and Kevin Feige apparently is throwing stuff all around the Marvel office and kicking things. And then what's going to happen is they're going to take Why? years to be able because he's upset with how the scripts he's getting and he's just not been happy about Marvel. I don't think they have direction oh, right now. Should. Now that have we're you, past Endgame, you which, also haven't which, seen the end of. Oh shit! You need to finish this because there's a there's literally a a Kevin Feige joke that's in at the end of She Hulk. Okay, you've seen it. I've seen the joke. Yes, I saw it. I spoiled it. I don't. It's care. literally that. Yes. Kevin, he's the robot. Yeah, I know. Um, so the 
the thing that I'm and I was what I was going to throw in here before I read Bob's quote is is the funniest thing to me is that James Gunn is now going to get to DC new stuff before they can course correct Marvel. Oh no, DC's Which gonna, means gonna come James in Gunn has a chance this, to dude. swoop in and steal comic book fans. Oh no. It's gonna oh. get spicy. And I think they're also feeling the heat now that he's gone and there's they're not doing Guardians movies that yeah. he's over there now and not with them. So there's a lot to play with. But Bob said we made three what we call saga films, which is obviously the successors to George Lucas's first six. They did very well at the box office, tremendously well, as a matter of fact. We've made uh, two so-called standalones in Rogue One and Solo. Rogue One did quite well. Solo was a little disappointing, which upsets me because I like Solo. It gave us pause just to think maybe the cadence was a little too aggressive, and so we decided to pull back a bit. We are still developing Star Wars films. We're going to make sure that when we make one, it's the right one, so we're being very careful there. Bob is hitting the reset button on everything. He gave it to the wrong person. The wrong person didn't take the care and attention. So he's doing that while he trains his mentor. So the mentor will behave in the same manner that he is, which is what made them successful. That gave me like, honestly, I could not be Bob Iger because no, that was all very stressful for me. You wonder why these guys make so much money. Do they get paid too much money? Probably. But at the end of the day, like the pressure that they feel in their life will be nothing compared to what you ever experience. No. Like I'm Chapek, good. yeah, he he's like the meme of of uh, Woody Harrelson in that zombie movie where he's like drying his tears. On <laughs> That's where Chapek's doing right now. But at the end of the day, like he's a disgrace. Yeah, yeah, he'll probably get a board job somewhere. Yeah, terrible legacy. But any any shot at like a, a Fortune five hundred board job, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. The way he handled Disney has ruined his career in that manner. So. Crazy. It's it's just wild. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna hit up some uh, some Mandalorian, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of this. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. <laughs> this episode was, it was so good, awesome. Kevin. Awesome. So good. It, I, I so, texted you like right at the end. I was like, this is this is literally a Game of Thrones episode. It it was so interesting. Hunter was it was like, what happened to Mando and Bo? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Kyler asked the same question. And then when they shot back to them, he's like, "Finally," because he's yeah. more interested in them. He I, he remembers Doctor Pershing, but he doesn't remember what his purpose uh-huh. is. Yeah, Kyler. I'm, Kyler I'm started running cut. around the room. He didn't care. We can go through the episode. I'm gonna cut straight to the chase. So you remember a while ago when we talked about the cloning and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Did you pay close attention to what Doctor Pershing said in his little speech in the opera house that Anakin met Palpatine in? He talked about taking good DNA and combining it with another good DNA. So remember the theory that Grogu is a clone of Yoda? Yep. Do you remember that theory? Yep. If that's true, whose DNA do you think the Empire was putting into the clone to fill in the gaps, Tim? Clones. Yoda, uh, Grogu's part New Zealand. Kiwi. Do it. I don't think so. 
He puts his DNA in everything else. Why would he put it in this? I don't mean that in a sexual way. Literally yeah, an experimentation. Yes, the guy yes. loves to spread his seed <laughs> all over the galaxy, not in the fun way. Unlimited procreation without the sex. <laughs> oh no one God. told Palps that that's uh, the fun part of procreating. So I don't I don't like it. I know you don't like it and I knew you wouldn't. But it makes so you much have, sense. Why would you combine Yoda and Palpatine? Like, to create one of the most strongest force beings the universe has ever seen. Oh, I no. know you don't like it. I don't I like know it. you don't. But don't it doesn't like matter it. if you like it. It makes sense. The cloning facility in season two. I don't. I, all... that, that, that makes Grogu so important. I don't like it. Why wouldn't he be important? He's there. For, he's not just there for the ride and to sell merchandise. There's a there's a purpose to him. <sighs> I don't know, Kevin. I was thinking more along the lines of like that's how they were able to make a stronger body for Palpatine to reside in. Paul's right. They did it with Anakin too. <laughs> Wait, who who's they? Palps. But yeah, but he didn't do that. He force babied. He force baby. That's very different from clone baby. Right, but it's still him, you know, his essence, his spunk. <laughs> and he really does imp he really likes to just <laughs> Yeah, but I don't most... think but I don't think that's him though. That 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 okay, no. No, there's no genet there's no genetic material with Anakin. Just because he created life, just because he created the life via the manipulation of matter with the force that doesn't mean it's actually his essence that's just he created life inside of shmi that's i don't i don't i don't think it's the same thing so he, he didn't use his essence ready i'm going to take you on a, on oh a journey oh my god uh, and you're you're the you're the more science intelligent person in this conversation so i'm operating purely on space magic and fantasy stories oh here we go oh i'm gonna piss him off his chat is gonna be so happy when they hear this episode so if the force is operated if the living force is operated through midichlorians <laughs> wouldn't essentially force impregnation be some sort of transfer you, that is the, that, in the you, same way that sperm works did you pull a muscle because that stretch was really far <laughs> i think i think you pulled something on that one no that doesn't make any sense <laughs> get out of here god i hate your cloning talks god it pissed me off Anyways, I don't, even, I don't even believe that one myself. It was just too God, stupid not so, to say to you. God, that's something my chat would say. You spend too much time in my stream. I'm sorry for hanging out in oh, your chat all the time, God, Tim. I apologize. You're like you're literally becoming one of them. I hate it. I hate to break it to you, but like I've said before, they think I'm the one that actually runs everything. Like I'm the puppet <laughs> Palpatine behind the scenes. Like keep streaming, Tim. Yes, <laughs> good. Um, so moving away from that and talking about the episode now, I found that to be interesting. It was my first thought, and I think that's the direction you're headed in, whether you like it or not. Well, we'll see when we get there. 
you can't say that Grogu's not important. They've made it. I, I know he's important, but I don't. I don't think that he is li the living embodiment of a palpy, palpy Yoda bo baby. I just, I, I don't like it. So you're more on the uh, Yaddle Yoda boing boing train. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I like that one a lot more. That one makes way more sense. <laughs> I was really surprised how heavy this episode was on Dr. Pershing, though, which, which is something I didn't see coming. I didn't see that he was going to become a major part of the storytelling for this, for this season. Um, well, after I, what happened to him, I don't think he's going to be a major part of the storytelling. I mean, I don't know. I, is this a one-time episode? or we, uh, We're definitely going to see him again, and we only saw I, him for like a very brief moment in, the, in previous seasons, so it's like really cool he that was, like, he got most of this episode. He was in the ship that they capture in season two. Right. Remember we briefly yes. saw him there. So right. I think, I think what, what part of this episode was, was a, we got to see Coruscant new Republic. So awesome. The amnesty program was beyond interesting to me. It was creepy. It was, and they're creepy. all, they're all like, some of them you could tell are like, I'm, I did it cause I was forced to, you know, and then some people were like out. just full on brainwashed. Like, woohoo. The girl that the internet thought was Sabine is not Sabine. Nope. Um, and I kind of, I'm happy about that. She doesn't strike me as the right Sabine, if that makes sense. But I think Disney knew that we all thought that and would think that because the way they set it up and a few of the things that she said, I absolutely was like, well, maybe when she was like, I trained at the Academy. I was like, yeah, so did Sabine. Mm -hmm. um, and she talked about, uh, not really having a choice of how she was going to grow up. And I was like, that sounds like Sabine. So the way things played out was interesting, but I think it showed that she's still working with Gideon. And I oh, think she's working with somebody. I don't think she's with Gideon, though. Gideon might have escaped as per their conversation that we heard. Oh, so, okay. But so go back to the beginning of, of this episode or go back to the, the, um, the post credit scene with her in season two. Where yeah. she, she, where she's doing communications with someone, we never get to see who she's communicating with, right? Right. Which is we why just, everyone thought it was Sabine. Oh no, I, I still, so I still think though that she, that there is a, there is a higher, uh, there's an admiral that she's in cahoots with. One of the ones from Aftermath. Uh huh. I think she's in cahoots with one of the, with one of the admirals. And, and that's, and, and she, because she's definitely doing like, she's doing the bad stuff. Like even at the end, I really liked with the part where she's like frying his brain and then eating a biscuit. Like that was just very, just dark. And just, it was, it, it felt really right for her. Um, but yeah, I think she's work. I think what they're going to try to do is going to tie in more of the aftermath stuff. And it's going to be one of the admirals that f goes off into unknown territory, trying to find Thrawn and all that stuff. Cause I, I feel like that, I, that's what, that's what I was waiting for. Honestly, I was waiting for a Thrawn nod. Um, I was I would be, oh. like, it's because of like, think of the, um, the star destroyer that they, we never got to see. Remember, we never got to see a star destroyer in the season, in this episode, but we got to see tie bombers and we got to see a bunch of tie interceptors. So there is a, there might be a, a super star destroyer out there. Like, that's the only thing I could think of because like, can a normal star destroyer carry that, like that many types of, of, of star fighters? I don't know. Um, but I mean, like those were a lot there, there was a lot, 
Yeah. And so that's why and I'm it thinking of my bombers. It, well, so there was there was the two heavy bomb. It was the two star bomb, um, uh, tie bombers that that blew up uh, Bo's castle, and then we had the the five uh, tie interceptors that they they killed, and then there was like a twenty of them after that. So I mean, like you're dealing with like almost thirty different ships coming out of a star destroyer. I think that that would be about normal, but I don't know what a normal uh, star destroyer can carry versus a super star destroyer. Um, so that's again, that's why I'm thinking we're gonna get one of those admirals, one of those grand admirals to show up, and they're gonna I mean, introduce because we need a new bad guy. We need we need someone new and interesting that we haven't seen before, and we haven't been introduced to a bad guy yet in this in this season. Let's let's lay it all on the table. So they talked about Gideon escaping, so that is an option. We can put that on the table. We don't know if he escaped for sure because they said it was all rumors, so we don't. Yeah. Know. Option number two would be one of the admirals from Aftermath. Obviously, knowing me, I'm hoping it's Admiral Sloan because she's the best. But she's such she's, a badass. She's also like not morally evil. She would be on that scale, like lawful evil. So I don't think she'd make a good bad guy in this scenario. I think it's that's one of true. The other assholes. Yeah, that's so. I mean, like, because they're all ter- they're way worse than she is. So if we go back to if if Gideon has actually escaped, it would make sense why the attack on Bo's castle would have happened. It's personal. Like, that feels personal, right? Um, it doesn't feel like it's strategic. Also, uh, side note, why didn't Bo have air defenses at her She's castle? She's got she got has nothing, nothing. She has no type of defenses. It was just her and the robot. And I just He's like... Gone. Yeah, every yeah, her entire she's like, oh, they 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 burned my house. And I'm like, yeah, because you didn't have any defense at all. What were you expecting? And then the last piece that it could be is Thrawn, because that would connect nicely to Rebels Ahsoka, which is where this is all headed anyway. And it's all it's all in the outer rim, you know, and so it's just like Thrawn's it, it kind of it kind of makes sense. Um, you know, like he's had it like it's it kind of brings back Rebels a little bit. Um, all those admirals in Aftermath, though, were hiding, hiding out in the after in the outer rim we find that out in squadrons some of them are yeah right exactly and that would tie in with the video that would tie in with the video game too so that's why i'm thinking that i I feel like they're not ready to throw the thrawn card yet i think they're really holding that one also i'm still trying to figure out how that would fit in with thrawn's character um it's just like it wouldn't really make any sense because like his his like his last qualm was with the red like was with the rebel characters not with mando or with Bo-Katan. They could be. So. They that could be the reason I bring that up is because that could be the paths that are converging now. Sure. Yeah. Most definitely. We're back with Bo, and Bo's probably in every episode from here on out. She seems I, to be. I, so I have to say, I think Katie Sackhoff has just been crushing it. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. like our dude, friend Katie, by the way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, like honestly, I just I really enjoy I really enjoy Bo being a part of the show, and it just like it's good like it's just it's really good acting it just it's fun like it's really cool to have those two together they play off each other really really well did you see the video of her talking about how dave said to her when they were she was doing voice uh-huh. lines for Clone yeah. wars yeah that came up like, a couple times live action one day and she's like ah and then he sees her on set and he's just like yeah <laughs> we're here that's pretty so, cool um yeah no she's been absolutely fantastic uh i'm 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 ready to see more. Dude, I had the biggest, like, 
I don't know the the feeling when they landed and I saw Paz Vizsla turn. It's not Paz. I forget which. I always forget which one Vizsla of the Vizslas. And he turned. Yeah. And he knew it was her. I thought ship. they were. I thought they were gonna fight. I did too because yeah. he was like, "And who are you, Night Owl?" Yeah, I was ready for them to throw down. He knew who it was. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. So and I have to say, those though, two clans do not get along ever in any scenario. I really love how the Mandalorians coming out of the cave, the ones that are part of um, this clan, how they all look like they came like they're like they're the knockoff Star Wars toys that you would buy at the dollar store as a kid. Like, that's what they remind me of. They're just all just like mismatched and just like wearing just like all this like random ass armor. I love it so much. It is the best look, by the way. But no, but that's if you remember Sabine's armor. Yeah, like, that's how the Mandalorians do it. Like I just love it. I just themselves. love that look because like it's just it looks so different from like how like Din and Bo look. Like Din is very much like very clean, very just like it all like it matches. You know, it just looks like he looks like a Mandalorian, right? Like he looks like the like a, like a Boba Fett or like a Django. Like it all like like fits, and so does Bo. And then you look over and you've got like all these different pieces and they're red and blue and green and white. It's just, it, it, it's cool. I love the mismatchiness yeah. of it. It's so random and chaotic. No, it's, it's, it's very, um, it's interesting how they all express themselves. Keep in mind, Din's armor is pure Beskar. They all don't have that. Most of them, just their helmets are made out of Beskar. Yeah. And the rest is like, uh, plastic steel or whatever it's called. Dura so, steel. um, they don't have, <laughs> Come over here, Hunter. Hunter, come closer. Kevin has a Hi, Kevin Jim. has a visitor today. It's Master Chief. <laughs> you want to say anything, Chief? Hey. <laughs> Hunter, did you like did you like the Mandalorian episode? Yes. You did? Yes. What was your favorite part? Um I when they got back to the Mandalorians. Told you. <laughs> All right, go. Um, yeah, I told you. Once they came back, he was like, and then when he saw all of them, he had the same reaction you just said, Tim. He was like, look at all of them. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. And he did that in the first episode, too. He was like, there's so many of them. I was like, Hunter, there's millions of them around the galaxy scattered. So now he understands that their planet was destroyed. So now we're... And that's also the thing is, is now that they've gone... Dude, I watched the last episode last night with Danielle because she hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And Danielle goes, I wonder how they're going to prove that the water is going to prove that they went like what? How is she going to know? Yeah. And then when the armor was like in the thing and it glowed, I was like, oh, yeah, it's got some <laughs> type of property in it. I thought that was really cool. She was prepared. Yeah. So it was um, it was cool to uh, to understand why they um, how they were going to do that and how they were going to understand that. So it was, that was another great part of the episode did you notice too that the place that dr pershing is working in is the place that cyril Farn is working in in andor i was wondering if it was the same place it looks identical I think, okay so but here's the thing though is like that i would i would assume the new republic just took over a lot of the imperial yeah. office space and yeah. I, I think the off i think the because of imperial construction everything looks the same so i would just go ahead and say that that was just another office space that looked very much the same. Maybe All right, I'll reuse, give you that. Maybe reuse set. I don't know. They they haven't even fully moved in because the building where he was going for his like checkup interviews with the droid just had yeah. a banner on it. It wasn't like yeah, there was nothing permanent. Yeah, it, exactly. Like that. That's why I think that it was still it's still very early, and they're kind of just like they're just using what they got. It was really interesting to me. Um, I know we're jumping all over the episode, but with this one, like where he was, 
he was he was supposed to uh, like get rid of all of this technology. Like why why wouldn't they want to utilize stuff that was already there? Why would they just want to just decommission and dispose of it? Like that part just felt so odd to me. Um, the way that things have gone in Star Wars, as far as just like a a part of the economy and whatnot, like you you go from the the First Republic, and you've got all this stuff from the Clone Wars, and the Empire comes down, comes over, and they just like get rid of everything. They just destroy it from the ground up, and then rebuild, and then the New Republic comes in and does the exact same fucking thing. They decommission all of the Imperial assets, and then they rebuild their own. That's really that's a lot of time. It's a lot of manpower. Why would you do that? I guess they're going through what they want to get rid of and what they want to keep, essentially, is what the job is. So I'm not sure. It just um, seems so silly. But I, I would assume that's also still like a part of the storytelling. It explains why things are so drastically different in each trilogy. Yeah, and the Republic's probably super apprehensive to get involved in any sort of cloning after what happened the first time, so... But it's not even um, just cloning, though. Like, he's decommissioning just, like, all this other stuff. Like, they had, like, a full-functioning Star Destroyer just down there in, like, the thing. It's like, you're going to go through... The, like, I, I, just, so, I guess this explains why the New Republic is unable to defend itself from the First Order. Because yeah, they just I mean, destroy all military assets? They should have gotten a 3D printer like Palpatine got on Exegol. That would have been the play. This is bad storytelling. You Unless can't just reason. I want to know the reason. Why do you decommission all military assets without we'll having find- a working without having a working military? We'll find out in ten years. Oh, they're oh wow! This is why the rebels lose. This is why the rebels lose. They're literally the French. Also, I love the aristocrat in the beginning who's like, I almost got drafted. And they oh, hated that guy. Like by the Empire. And he was like, The Republic, the Empire, the Rebellion, who cares? Okay, okay, but honestly though, Kevin, a great point. Like, look at I know. look at how the New Republic is operating, though. It felt very imperialistic, but with like, like puppies and rainbows. Like we're the good guys as we put you into a mind control machine. Like it just like it didn't feel right. Like it felt wrong. A lot of this stuff felt wrong. Don't forget Benicio Del Toro in The Last Jedi. Remember his character, which I like his character. I thought he was fun. The, I thought he, the, the code cracker, I thought he was great. But he talks about how the ship they're on was the arms dealer. Uh-huh. And they sold to both sides. Right, exactly. It's a real-world example. That Go watch, uh, what's the Nick Cage movie? Lord of War? Lord, yeah, God of War. Lord of War. So it's, 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 there is no, like, to, to the people? Yeah. And we've seen it in other points of Star Wars. At some point, yeah, the Imperials were way more oppressive than probably the other regimes. Sure. But the, the Republic always loses control because they're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And there's always someone. And at some point during the the history of the galaxy, if we go by legends, they both existed simultaneously, too. You had these two vast opposing powers. So it's just interesting to see how the people are like, they're fed up. They're just like, whatever, who's in charge? Which I think is a great play because I don't think that's the way they thought about it when they did the storytelling originally. Yeah. Now that it's out there, 
folks like Filoni and Favreau are like, let's let's mess with this. Like, it is yeah. ridiculous that we've had three regimes in 30 years. Yeah. So let's mess with this. Let's have fun. And the people are like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's it's okay. It's cool. Have fun. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting. It was a good episode. Like the entire thing, like I really, really like seeing other like other sides of the story and kind of getting it from like I felt like Dr. Pershing was a very neutral body in this where he didn't really have any um affiliation or any type of loyalty and just kind of seeing it from a neutral standpoint life on Coruscant and then just trying to figure out where you fit in the world and and trying to figure out like what's good and what's bad and trying to do like what's best and like like and being told no with you like for what your passion is and things like that like it was like it was really interesting to see all of that kind of like wrapped up in this episode um and even though even though Dr. Pershing's story might be over with how this ended, getting to see, again, more sides of the story and filling in those gaps and getting to see the stuff that we've always wanted to see, like more of Coruscant. Like in between, between Andor and Mandalorian now, we've seen more of Coruscant than we did in any of the movies, um, yep. which is awesome and appreciated because Coruscant is such a an interesting planet. What did they call it, Kevin? A... Um, What's what's Q something Opolis? Is something Opolis? Yeah, I mean, like, the I've, whole never, planet's a I've city. never heard that term, but like, yeah, the entire planet is a city, and the only time that's ever brought up is Episode One when you see Coruscant for the first time, and 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 the pilot for I forget the pilot's name, the pilot for for Padme's ship is like the entire planet is one big city, you know, like that's the only time you ever really hear about like the intricacies of Coruscant, and then we were gonna get thirteen thirteen, and then like that got scrapped. And then Coruscant again. He was only highlighted in uh, in Swotor. Ecumen- Ecumenopolis. It is Ecumenopolis. World city is the Greek translation. The entire planet is one big city. Um, so yeah, yeah it's just it's- like I, I for me, I really appreciate that. Like getting to see the ISB agents and buildings. Um, getting to see like the, the more of more than just the Jedi Temple and the theater and. Uh, parliament like that was it um the only other planet i know of is narshada which is the casino hut planet it's the moon yeah uh-huh. where it's also it's just one giant las vegas planet um so it, it i like seeing it in the different time periods too to see how each regime is treating it yeah because it's oh it always it, it, it's at the end of the day it's just Rich people don't really change their lifestyle, no matter who's in charge. You're it's right. No, I mean, rim, I mean, you're right. Rim. They see, like that guy said, like, oh, it doesn't matter, you know. But the outer rim, the mid rim, they're the ones that see the effects I, more than anyone. I don't know. Everyone was really happy when the emperor died, though. At the end of episode six, they had a whole celebration. They ripped his statue like said, down. There was fireworks. Just saying, he was he was the most oppressive by far, and I'm sure, you know the. Things that he dissolved the Senate, that was not a good move on his part, you know, and then a lot of the edicts that came down after that were pretty fascist. So even if you're rich and on top and it's not affecting you too much, you're still watching it all play out. You're probably really I'd be like, glad that guy's gone. So it's more along those lines than it was a direct effect on their daily lives. As opposed to the folks in the mid rim seems to suffer more than anyone, because a lot of times these they don't make it out to the outer rim or they don't have enough resources yeah, to go out stuck. to the outer rim so it's the mid-rim planets that suffer more than anyone in the core worlds mm-hmm. so um 
yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, it seems like to an extent, it doesn't really matter who's in charge. Yeah. Um, and that's the political. That's what makes Star Wars so great. And that's why you said it's like Game of Thrones um, is the politics. We have space magic, but there's just so, so much good political. Oh, so much. In in all eras of Star Wars, in all of them, there's so it's so good. This is what happens when you kind of tweak the storytelling a little bit and you make it a little bit more adult or a little bit more mature. And like you take away kind of just like the good versus evil space magic stuff. Like because like I don't think you could really get into this in a two hour movie. You would lose people. Um, but in a show, you can get away with it, especially the way that they like they cut. They open with Mando. They end with Mando because that keeps everybody. It keeps them even though they know that this story was going to be slower than others. It was really it was a really important story to tell for the overall Star Wars, I think, universe. And so like that was even even the way that they did this was really, really smart. And I don't think you'd be able to do this type of storytelling through a movie. So like good on them for being able to do this in the in the 55 minutes that we had. Like it was it was really, really well done. They have to get back to movie storytelling at some point, like Bob said. Like they have to do the sagas again. They have to do the one-offs. But right now, the bread and butter is they're kicking the shit out of Marvel now. Remember, it used to be like, oh, the Marvel stuff was better. Yeah. Now the Star Wars television shows, the last it's so, two. It's so it's HBO quality stuff, man. I'm like, this is like up there with Last of Us. Like I can like and in season two for me with Mando, it's kind of like hit and miss. Like there was definitely like some really good episodes, and there's kind of like eh. Every single episode so far, even the first one, I, I am very confident saying that this is up there with The Last of Us as far as like as far as entertainment, as far as storytelling, as far as um, cinematography and use of practical and CGI effects. Um, everything has just been phenomenal with the show so far. I have I have nothing bad to say about Mando right now. You just love Pedro Pascal. Oh, that. my God. I love him. He is my daddy. What's hilarious oh is he doesn't he doesn't even he's not acting most of the time under the helmet. No, he's doing he's all of his lines after the fact. Yeah, which is pretty funny with him. Also, before we get jump out of here, because we're gonna go now, I gotta ask you. Did you you finish Last of Us? I have not seen I have not seen this past Sunday's episode, but I know what all it right. is. I I know what it well, is. Well, you have to watch it for me to I wanna know. I want to know if you feel like it was rushed or you feel like what we do in the game doesn't translate to the screen. Okay. Because I'm torn. I feel both. Okay. So, and then they announced this week that Last of Us Part 2 will take place over multiple seasons. Yeah, I mean, like, I think we all knew that. <laughs> the, I have the, a story, feeling, the story is far too complex to tell it in one season. You can't. I, I mean, you could just spend an entire season telling Abby's story and then... Dude, Switch you back. could tell, yeah, especially with all of the flashbacks that you go through in the in the in, for just Joel and Ellie, that is enough for an entire season. Wait till the flashback at the beginning of this episode because it is game changing and it is not in the video games. No way. Oh, it's a big. It is a big sick. deal. That, and again, you Neil Druckmann is the one making the show, so you sit there and you're like, that's why right, I'm like, this- ooh, that's exciting because that becomes lore. 
like, that's what that was that's what was in his head that's how he wants to tell the story or how yeah. over time it developed in his head but that this is again this is his story to tell so this is just this is what happens when when um the original game developers get to remake their game like look at dead space for example the original devs are working on that game and they got to do the stuff that they didn't get to do because of of technology limitations well he's getting to do the same thing he's just doing it in the live action space he's like now I, I have an entire live sandbox of real people to get to do whatever i want and so now he gets to tell that that true story that he didn't get to tell originally supposedly there's a rumor that hbo wants to sign a full-on deal with naughty dog to do oh. last of us uncharted and then um hbo's ultra is also interested in god of war wait Which, i thought no, amazon had god of amazon war. picked up god of war that's what i was thinking amazon oh okay picked up god of war i was like hold um, on so yeah they want to sign a deal to do an uncharted show and like not like the movie like because the movie was ass. Yeah, I didn't like it. The movie was I Tom terrible. Holland, I, did not I like love Tom Holland, but that movie was terrible. Yeah, no. After, like, I watched the movie before playing the games. And, like, the like after playing the games, I'm like, the movie sucks ass compared to this. I heard, I heard if you watch the movie first, you're like, oh, that was that was a fun movie. Like, kind of like it was. That's what I said. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I played but the games. Like, the games, you're like, fuck. That's not Nathan Drake. Nope. <laughs> That's not what Sully looks like. That's Who not this? Sully. This yeah, guy's from Boston. Make, oh my God, I'm just looking for my car. My name's Sully. Hot Mark Wahlberg is Sully. Stop. No. Marky Mark. Sully is a grumpy old man who has the best one-liners. Stop. All right, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for Star Wars and Scotch. Episode 123 will be back next week with episode 15 from season two of The Bad Batch, episode three, season three of The Mandalorian, and whatever news comes our way. Make sure you head over to Tim's channel, fb.gg slash darkness429. I'm going to go hang out with Tim. Uh, I'm in there all the time, apparently. All the time. If Even if I'm not talking, if you tag me, you'll probably find me because it's just open on my desktop. And then I get a little desktop alert because sometimes tim's tim's chatters do that to me and then Usually i yell and, I, and go where's kevin and then they start tagging you yeah and then i join in on the on the shenanigans of running with scissors and lighting things on fire so uh yeah fb.gg slash darkness 429 and um d429 darkness 429 everywhere else on the internet and uh like i said i'm kmagic 101 on instagram kevin x vision on Twitter. I had to think about that one for a second. <laughs> and raredrop.co is where we do everything, and you can listen to more episodes of Star Wars and Scotch. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out a bunch. And we'll see you next week, Tibet. May the force be with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.